Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Here we go, kids. See how I held it there, Charlie? Yeah, very impressive. Not only can you hit the high note, but then sustain <laughs> it like that. Oh, man. I would oh. pay good money to learn how to sing if you could ever get me on pitch. Good money. I don't know how much. Just, you know, good money, as they say. So, had you had, if you could go back in time and. You know, so to when you're a kid and it would have been meaningful, would you have rather had singing lessons, piano lessons, guitar lessons, drum lessons? What would you have wanted to have done so that you could be good at it now, having done it as a kid and then actually like stuck to it? That's a great question. You know, I would love to be able to knock out something on a guitar and also sing mm-hmm. a little bit, but I'd have to have both. If you're telling me I could only have one of the two, one, play yes. guitar, sing, or play piano. Those are the three things. Yeah, piano, drums, you know. Any, I, you know, I know how to play I'm not going to throw French horn in there, right? Oboe. <laughs> Bassoon. <laughs> I, I, uh, I already know how to play drums. I, that's what I did do in high school. All I right, so would you, would you upgrade? Would you trade up? Uh, th- th- it's a useless thing. It's almost as useless as being able to play the oboe because, I mean, how are you going to go, like, impress a chick? Like, hey, look, I can do some sick, you know, flam paradiddles on this drum set. <laughs> Let me come show you that. I just need to find one. There's no drum sets in lobbies of four-star hotels waiting to be played by you in your tuxedo Correct. after a ball <laughs> right. to impress a chick. Like, wow, this guy's amazing. He's like James uh, Bond all of a sudden. Yes. So, But anyway. I guess is let's say you were good at guitar. At what at what point would you just like whip out your acoustic guitar and impress the ladies? I mean, is that even a thing anymore? If well, you, sing- you know what? We're down at the beach in front of a campfire or whatever. You can bring a guitar mm-hmm. with you. 
You have a good, you know, guitars can travel. You put them in your trunk, put them in your yep. car with your case, you whip it out at uh, social functions. But really, it only works until you're over a certain age. And then you just become a creepy old man. That's- Might as well have a banjo and a beard and suspenders. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Then, then you're the Smothers Brothers and you're not cool anymore. Uh, I I know who they are. I think most of our listeners may not. Do, Hold on uh, a second. It, you know the Smothers Brothers, right? I do barely. I mean, that's from our youth. They were, you know, they were a thing in the '60s and '70s, eh? But we were just kids, right? They were like a banjo duet, right? I think so. A little bit like Steve Martin is now. Part comedy. I was just talking about on, on your future. Now, what do you want to do with your life when you grow up? You know, when you get bigger, uh, who do you want to be like? Well, I'm not going to get much bigger, but who I want to be like, who I admire the most, yeah. is I want to be like my father. Who? Gort Smothers. He used to take me for walks Wait, in the who? park. Gort. He used to take me Tommy, for walks no, in no, the park. No, no, you no. Your father's name was Mort. <laughs> <laughs> then who's that guy I was hanging around? With? I don't know. Folk singers, <laughs> musicians... And comedians, the trademark double act was performing folk songs, Tommy on acoustic guitar, Dick on double bass, which usually led to arguments between the two of them. Tommy's signature line was, Mom always liked you best. Uh, Tommy, the elder of the two, acted slow, and Dick, the straight man, acted superior. That was their act. It was a good, that was a good shtick. Now, you know who's got a good banjo shtick going right now? Who? Steve Martin and Martin Short. They they're back a, to doing it. They're yeah. They tour. Oh wow. They tour as a as sort of an uh, like a nineteen sixties almost like vaudevillian act where they um, almost like a dinner club act, but they do it in bigger theaters. And it's Steve Martin playing his banjo, singing, but it's a lot of shtick back and forth and little skits and stand up between them and netflix has got netflix or amazon's got a, got one of their specials recorded and it's very funny and they're very talented the martin wow. and martin combo is very good apparently steve martin has a little group called the steep canyon rangers correct they play in this special oh wow i had no idea i mean steve martin cracked me up playing his banjo songs on like his 70s comedy albums basically yes so i'm glad that he's back doing it he has quite the talent for it banjo i understand is not the easiest of instruments to play well no i think it's i think guitar is hard by itself it's not an easy instrument banjo i think is a whole step harder he's got and my wife's owns these a bunch of albums that he did playing banjo with edie brickell who you may way i fucking love edie brickell her hip yes her long-haired hippie oh, ass i mean just you know, beautiful you know, and she's a good yeah. singer too beautiful yeah. uh, i'm sure you know doesn't shave anywhere and <laughs> smells sort of <laughs> like hemp. So i'm a fan though the whole look works for me baby <laughs> uh-huh. these albums might work for you too they're good uh steve martin comedy banjo. no oh, yeah okay I, i'm not oh, looking yeah, up too. his comedy banjo from the 70s uh <laughs> Uh, Cadillac up your nose was one of his jokes. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Okay. Oh, the Tonight Show. 1975. Because he's got a hinge loose somewhere, wow. which I think you have to have to be comic. You have to think funny and think ridiculous. Um, his name is Steve Martin, of course. He'll be appearing at the exit in Nashville, Tennessee, and on the 12th of this month, 12th and 13th of October, and at the cellar door in Washington, D.C., October the 16th through the 19th. Okay, Would you welcome, John. please, Steve Martin. 
Well, thank you very much. Got a lot of people here. How many people are here tonight? Just out of curiosity, raise them up. Okay, well, we're going to... One other question before we start. How many people do not enjoy raising their hand? This is just a curious thing for me. If you do not enjoy it. Here's the banjo. I hate to talk about Nixon because I kind of feel sorry for Nixon jokes. Wow. Man, he goes way back. Going with professional show business. Here we go. Hey, hey. <laughs> this guy starts to tune it up. He's like, hey, hey. So I guess you have to uh, you have picks on various fingers uh, on playing yes. banjo. Yes. So you're not yep. just strumming with a single pick. You're actually plucking at you're, the strings yeah. with all five of your fingers. And that's got to be, it's got to take some special talent. I got to believe. I mean, Steve Martin, you remember how big it was when he would be the guest host on Saturday Night Live and the wild and crazy guys were going to make an appearance. That was, that was stay up late, tune in, mandatory tune in for stay up late on on Saturday Night Live in the 80s, late 70s. Yes, it was. Speaking of tuning in. So today on a whim, I tuned in via the interwebs, uh, Philadelphia Mm -hmm. sports Radio, WIP. Oh, yeah, WIP. I'm on there every Thursday. Uh, yes. Right, with who? Uh, I do the Joe and John show, uh, which is their midday show. Jody, Jody Camera? Jody Camera, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, okay, so I'm on Philly Sports Radio today. I'm just on a whim because I'm like, the Eagles are rolling. They just crushed the Giants. They're 12-1. and one. What mm-hmm. could they be talking about? Care to guess what they were talking about today? Multiple shows as I listened to the uh, end of uh, Jody's show. It's, and not, the, I, it's not the Flyers. Uh, no, no, no. Don't the, know. The Eagles, of course. But okay. here were some of the main themes. Theme one, is this real? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's legit. Right? I know. You're, you're feeling you're, that it, as a Viking it, fan. Yes, and you're feeling so. increasing yes. panic that, no, it's not real. It is a giant barrage. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second theme was what happens if they win the Super Bowl, can they do it again? <laughs> again? <The> f- <laughs> wow. Like, that's like, that's holy some- shit. Are you guys <laughs> even listening to what you're saying right now? That's some hubris for uh, for a fan base that had no Super Bowl wins until four years ago. Right. Um, Carson Wentz was supposedly the real deal. Turned out to be a fraud. Is Jalen Hurts a fraud? Was another question that was asked, I think, by one of the callers. And then one of the hosts said, yeah, they're good this year, but they got a lot of guys coming up and they're going to leave via free agency. So I don't know if Howie Roseman can build a team for the long term because, you know, he's able to build good teams that pop up every now and then. And again, I'm okay. I thought, that's that's wow. kind of fair. That's kind of, kind fair. of fair. Now, yeah. you know, they've got they have the luxury of having a quarterback who does not have a two hundred million dollar contract, and that lets them do things like go sign James Bradbury when you need a cornerback. Okay, well, let's just go get the best guy in free agency. You know, when your defensive tackle goes out, well, let's just go sign in Dominican Sue. You know, they can do that stuff when you don't have to pay your quarterback. $40 million a year, like they're going to have to in about one year, maybe this offseason or at most the next offseason. Yeah, well, he's going to be a $40 million quarterback because he's playing great football. He's really improved himself, and he's in his third year of a rookie deal in which he was, what, a second rounder? 
Second rounder. Yeah. He's going to be MVP. He's going to he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, very cheap. So it's just funny to uh, to tune in and go. Okay, see, this is what I've always said to people. I'm like, good NFL teams. Like when your team is rolling, it's good for your ratings in sports radio, but it's bad for the on air product because you don't have much to pick at. And you don't have much to try to improve upon. There's not the kind of, you know, angst and and chaos of a bad season and guys who are being complete shitheads. You're like, all right, we're rolling. I mean, that's how it's been the last three years with the Packers. Now, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, the fan base and us and the media have to contend with, okay, there's real problems. So what are the problems? Yes. So what are you guys saying in in Minnesota right now? I'm dying to know after last Sunday's bad loss in which you were like shit we yeah. might be fraudulent we end up you know look i i i we talked a lot at this week at this time last week the vikings were underdogs and i said they deserved to be underdogs and they ended up losing although you know though there was one pivotal play that could have turned the whole thing the vikings got jobbed 71 yard touchdown to justin jefferson down the right sideline in which he never stepped out of bounds, but erroneously the ref whistled the play dead, thinking he had stepped out of bounds when he had, it was clear on his way to the end zone. I saw that highlight and I'm like, how did they overturn that? Well, or how did did they they, whistle the play dead? Because they whistled the dead, you couldn't challenge it because they whistled the dead. Yeah. And that would have made it a, I believe, three-point game at that point. And this is mid to fourth quarter or so. So that could have been enough to turn the whole thing. Who knows? But, yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. But that's not, you know, the bigger talker here is, the big talker here is, our pass defense is unbelievably bad. I mean, we're we're heading into like historic territory for the first time in the sixty degree at sixty year um, history of the team. Steve, yeah, they've given up over four hundred yards of offense in five straight games. Wow, that's a lot. And I guess somewhere Mike Zimmer is smiling, saying. Miss me yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You thought it was easy <laughs> putting these guys out on defense. Yeah. So why yeah. why why are the Vikings so bad on defense? Here's why. Um, it was they've got an old aging group of players. They're running a bad scheme right now that nobody likes with that Donatel, and they never blitz. They're giving up every anything you want over the middle. You want eleven yards over the middle, you can have it every single play for the entire game. Well, shit, I take that all day. Like a free nacho machine or nacho station in the lobby. I need it all day. That's exactly what teams are. They're doing. They're taking that all day long. And the Vikings draft spent first, second, third, fourth, and fifth round picks on defense. No action from any of those guys. They're either hurt or so bad they can't hit the field. They totally whiffed on their draft. Wow. Okay. Uh, Is there a general feeling like, is there something that can be done to salvage hopes of something significant in January with a defense this utterly permissive. The fan base wants that change to be the head of Ed Donatel. They want the defensive coordinator fire. Okay. And they want to see schematic changes that would involve way more blitzing to okay. try to because if you're gonna give up if you're gonna give up eleven yards on you, every play. You might as well bring yeah, some heat to well. the quarterback. Right. Yeah. You may as well, right? Why not? And there's some truth to that. And uh, so that's the change the fan base wants. They want to see firings over this, yeah, which is un- unlikely to happen. 
Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. I was at a mall the other day, and uh, we'll put that aside for a second, the state of malls in America. You are at the Mall of America. You are in Minneapolis where they have the largest mall ever constructed, the Mall of America. But I'm at the mall, and I'm uh, in a a shop that has board games. It was actually one of the few remaining bookstores still Mm. left. It was Books a Million. Bam! Bam! All right. right. And I I, I see a Monopoly game that has a special cover to it, special theme to it. It's of a giant red dragon in crimson Mm -hmm. red. And it says Monopoly Dungeons and Dragons edition. And I thought, what? I'm like, are they somehow combining these two games where you're both fighting a group of orcs in a d- abandoned <laughs> pyramid dungeon while at the same time trying to try to buy boardwalk and park place and charge people five hundred dollars if they land on there? What's going on? So I take a picture and I send it to charge, and you say to me, "Oh yeah, there's no, there's nothing shameless." in Monopoly's book when it comes to co-opting stuff. And Monopoly is hated in the board game community. Explain. Correct. So two parts. First is all the it's it's all the same Monopoly. They just reskin the exact same game okay. with Packers edition or okay. Minnesota edition or whatever. You know, uh, the office or Seinfeld. And all they do is reskin the exact same gameplay so the properties that you acquire just have the different kitschy names that correspond to what has been skinned exactly so if it was seinfeld right so the their corner cafe would be in there um you know uh, you know all the different places that they you know that they you know that they typically would go (laughs) would be on the game okay um and in the board game community there's nothing as reviled as monopoly Because because 
the game sucks. <laughs> it's so bad. And everybody who hates board games hate it because they grew up playing shitty games like Monopoly and they think they don't like board games. And the rest of us are like, no, these games are great now. We've iterated on all these games and, they, you know, there's all of these fantastic games that have come out in the last 10 years that show all the innovation and promise. And it's 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 so creative now. And these games are well balanced and there's something for everybody. And then people just go, yeah, I hate Monopoly. They're like, no, oh it's nothing God. like Monopoly. So uh, it's interesting. It's still the number one board game of all time, right? Only maybe by sales. If you were to go to the, there's, you know that what the IMDB is for movies, right? Yes. Yes, the Internet Movie Database, where all of the movies that have ever been made are ranked and graded by users. The There's a board game equivalent of that called BoardGameGeek.com. Okay. You could head there now if you want to. Okay. And if you go to BoardGameGeek.com and you type Monopoly in, you will see where Monopoly is ranked by users on Board Game Geek, out of the, I think there's something in the neighborhood of, I don't know, 40, 50,000 games on okay. BoardGameGeek.com. All right. Um, and I'm going to guess Monopoly is sitting somewhere else. I won't have to guess. It is sitting at, uh, a, out, of, out of 10, its average score is 4.4. And it is... Currently sitting at board game ranking number twenty three thousand five hundred seventy nine. God, number one in sales, twenty three thousand and change in popularity. In in ranking, you know, because you write you you know every every user can grade it one time. So give it a grade. Yeah, if I may, because I haven't played in forever. What's wrong with the game? Here's what's wrong with Monopoly. Uh, there is only one path to victory, which is be lucky that you can land on uh, land on properties that you can buy and you, you buy everything. You never say no. There's you no buy strategy. Everything you can. Right. No strategy. There's <laughs> only one way to win. Right. Buy, 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 buy. Gobble it all up. Yep. And then just hope the dice work out for you and okay. against your opponents. That's so, it. So it's low on strategy. Uh, someone else said it takes forever to play. Yeah, that too. It's a painful exercise lasting three hours to play a game that you're, is tiresome in in about three minutes. Okay. I don't think you watched The Sopranos, did you? I did. Do you remember what started the near deadly brawl between Tony <laughs> and, and Bobby Bacala? It was Monopoly. That. that does not surprise me at all. There we go. <laughs> Boardwalk, I own it. You blue guys under it. <laughs> you blue guys under the boardwalk. Okay. <laughs> Second prize in a beauty contest. Collect ten dollars. Go ahead. Make of course, they're drunk. Joke. I got on the shade. Think I'll buy a railroad. A German shepherd shaved asshole won first prize. Oh. <laughs> oh. What about my wife? You married her. She's my home. I'm not talking like that. It's okay, Bob. Stay out of this. The Sopranos. You go too far. <laughs> All right, you know, Jan, he's right. I'm sorry. I crossed the line. Right, it gets I a little bit long, like. Witty schlong in Jen's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he just knocks him out right there. Okay, well now I now I know something. Well, I you know, is there any way to stop the scourge of Monopoly? Is there a way to re configure well, yeah, Monopoly so that there is some strategic options or elements to it? Could could you make it so that you go bankrupt because you're over leveraged with properties? Like in the I real world. Don't, I think there's two ways to make Monopoly interesting. One is to basically say anything goes. If you can steal from the bank, do it. If you can slide How? somebody else's property onto your side of the board, do it. Whatever. Anything <laughs> That's goes. end up in fights, Cheating, just like in The Sopranos. <laughs> I, that, that would make it interesting. The other interesting <laughs> thing that you could do with Monopoly is you go you you put it all back in the put it all back together in the box, douse it with lighter fluid, and then send your evil Knievel right over that thing on fire, baby. That would be an interesting use wow. of Monopoly. All right, what are the what are the top three board games that people have heard of? Charge that you like because I know you have a huge closet full of shelves and shelves. I don't want to hear stuff that nobody's heard of. I want the main Correct. streamers that you think. Uh, are the best of the three during this holiday season? Go. Well, let me let me start by mentioning this. Um, if you, uh, I I keep because so many people ask me for board game recommendations. I know same, that I keep a document that I every about well, about once a month I will tweet out and just say here's my bo- here are my board game recommendations for people to play, and they are you know most of these are not games that everybody knows but most of them are games that anybody could play as a common example like is it available can you buy it at target and not have to go to a game store is like you know if it's at target then it's pretty universal so uh ticket to ride is a uh, is a game set in 1800s america where you try to construct rail lines between I've never cities. heard of it never heard of it ticket to ride okay no. next all right next uh if you really want to go old, if you want to go old school, like the games we grew up with, the one game that I think does not suck ass <laughs> is Clue. Clue's pretty good. Okay. Clue is it's got it's got uh it's got some intrigue to it, it's got strategy in it, it's got and some of the strategies off the board. Have you played Clue before? I mean, I know it, you know, Colonel Plum with a lead pipe in the observatory. That's yes. Clue, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the right concept. You got none of those parts right, I think, except lead pipe. But okay. yes, those that's in clue. But you can also do beyond what's just happening on the board. You can do some deductive off the board reasoning, like why is why is Zabe asking those three things? Right. Hmm. Even though you know, you know, I can start to deduce some things out of that if you want to. You can do some social engineering, as they say. All right. So that's a this, yeah, that's a good one. This list well. that I'm looking at does have Ticket to Ride amongst the best of the best board games, but they include Candyland, Risk, oh. The Game of Life, Stratego, Battleship, Sequence, Balderdash, Pictionary. That's a big one. When was this list? Jingo. When was this list made? Like 30 years ago? Jeez. I, I'm, these are classics, Charge. I don't know. They are classics. Hold on that a second. I'm, I'm going through time here. Balderdash, right. Pictionary, Jenga. Taboo, Catan, Apples to Apples, Carcassonne, Ticket to Ride, yeah. Bananagrams, Cards Against Humanity. Have you played Cards Against Humanity? I have not, but I hear really? it. I hear it is a scorcher, it's, especially yeah, while with drunk. With the right people. With the yes, right that people is it. while drunk. The right people while drunk, it's, a, it's about as good as it gets. <laughs> okay. Uh, they it's were playing, very, very fun. They were playing uh, on the NFL 
network in the morning uh, on Sunday. They were playing whatever the game is where you try to draw the clue, but you can't say the yeah, word. Pictionary. They, yeah, were, Pictionary. they were playing Pictionary. And, of course, Michael Irvin kept breaking the rules because, I don't know, he's just he's a little <laughs> slow, I guess. So he would blurt out. <laughs> He'd say what he's trying oh, to write. God. Well, you know, I'm glad board games are still around. I'm glad that you are still nerdy enough to play them. I should probably encourage the family to play a game, but it takes patience and attention. And in this day and age, that's harder and harder to come by, right? Um, it is, but, uh, you know, the board games now you can, you want a 15 minute game done. We could do that. You want a three hour game. We can do that. You're all kinds of, you know, if there's a subject matter you love, there's a board game for it that sure. falls into that as well. And that's part of, that's part of the fun of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go to malls. I was at this mall on Monday and it's the mall where I pretty much raised my daughters, uh, in mm. Loudoun County, Virginia, mm-hmm. Eastern Loudoun County, the richest County. In North America, per capita, Loudoun County. Crazy how much money is in the county. And um, the mall had been built in 1999. We moved into our house in early 2000s uh, in mm-hmm. Sterling, Virginia, in Loudoun County, just across the border from Fairfax County. And I took my daughters to this mall all the time because it was nice. It was new. It had good stores. It had yeah. uh, it had uh, a uh, Macy's that's now gone. It had yep. a uh, Nordstrom that is now gone. <laughs> had a Sears yep. that's now gone. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had a food court that was fantastic. Love the mall food court, right? Wow, you're the only person I've ever I've ever talked to that loves the mall food court. But you love Panda what do you Express. Mean? You love Panda Express, so this is right in your wheelhouse. I mean, how can you not love the food court? There's all kinds of great fast food, processed great. food, junk uh. to eat right there, walking distance. Just ooh, what would I like? And you go get a sample from one, and you go get a sample from another. And before you know, it, you're like, mm, I'm kind of full actually right now. <laughs> so this mall, this mall has been bleeding. Anchor stores oh, and course. other stores, and it's just going downhill, which is quite the shame. And when I went in there with my daughter, they had the power was out in the food court. And oh my was, god! Yes, no. and there was nobody <laughs> scrambling around in order to go. Oh my god, this is unacceptable! On a Monday during the peak of the holiday season, I know it's a Monday and everything. It's not their hugest day, but still, Santa was there. And the Santa was pretty sad because nobody was in line. <laughs> nobody was there to see Santa. No. Nobody. No. It was one family in line in front of us, and that was it. We'll go see him. Uh, they had the train, the train, the train that goes around the mall. That was still working. But otherwise, it was the most depressing thing ever. And I said, you know what? This is probably my last time I'm ever setting foot in this mall. And I went there all the time with both my daughters yeah. for 20 yeah. years almost. It's sad. The uh, How is Mall I, of America my, doing? Mall of America is actually doing great. It, really? It, it, well, part of it's it's Minneapolis. You got to understand, it's so bleep and cold. Everybody else now has outdoor malls, right? You know, they got you know big shopping areas that are all set out outdoors, and you don't go into the mall anymore. But in Minnesota, half the season, nobody wants to do that. You know, yeah. so the Mall of America is doing great, but the rest of our malls are all struggling for the most part uh, yeah. with all the same things that that the others have. We Roxy and I walked out of a mall uh, about two days ago. And we're walking by J.C. Penny, and we looked at, it, at at each other and said, "This is the last Christmas. It's here. No. There's no way. There's no way that's going to make it through another Christmas. I don't think." And the other funny thing that happened, Santa. You know, you talked about these underwork Santas. 
I'm in uh, I'm in the mall. Santa came up to me and said, <laughs> "Hey, little boy, would you like to sit on my lap?" Hey, that's creepy, <laughs> Santa. What are you doing? Right. If Santa is so desperate for action, he he asked if I wanted a picture with him. And I'm like, I pity you. Yes, I'll do it. I will do it to make you feel better, Santa. And so I sent, I took the picture, the selfie with Santa out of pity. I'm going to send you the picture right now. Oh, my God. That is funny as hell. Uh, have you seen the new NBA awards trophies? No, I understand they named them after star players now. They did. Right? They they lined them up so that the uh, the NBA MVP every year is now the Michael Jordan MVP. Mm. The Hakeem Olajuwon trophy is to the defensive player of the year. Uh, yes. The George Mikan trophy goes to the most improved player. The John Havlicek trophy he's... goes to the sixth man of the year. And on that could and have on. Been the that could have been the McHale trophy right there. You know, why not, right? I mean, it, it, the NHL has got Lady Bing and, I don't know, all these old players from yeah. a million years ago. Who the fuck ago. was Lady Bing, by the way? I'd like to know. Was he, you know, some, it, it was a cherry related? I don't know. What's the, who was uh, Lady, Lady Bing and yeah, why was way, Lady Bing so important? Lady Bing spelled B-Y-N-G. Oh, The Lady Bing that, Memorial that, Trophy, but, formerly known yeah. as simply the Lady Bing Trophy. Presented to the NHL player to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly mm. conduct combined with a high standard of play. So you couldn't just be a nice guy who got very little minutes on the ice. You had to actually have to be a, a regular player who was pretty good and also not a dick on the ice. <laughs> and now you've got to figure Gretzky won it a bunch of times because he never fought, right? And he was obviously great. And yeah. I got to believe, let me look, Gretzky, he only won it one time. Okay. No, three times, four times, five, wait, five so times. The Lady Bing is times. named after Marie Evelyn Morton, a.k.a. Lady Bing. It was Why? short. I don't, Marie Evelyn Morton was known as Lady yeah, no Bing. Part of, yeah, the no wife, part of that is Lady Bing. Well, the wife of the Viscount Bing of Vimy, who commanded Canadian forces at the Battle of Vimy Ridge and was Governor General of Canada in the 1920s. Mm. Lady wow. Bing, an avid hockey fan, decided to donate the trophy to the NHL in 1924-1925. How great is that? That's some that's awesome. Right that's there. some history right there. I I love that. And that's a big. Uh, and you, by the way, that's a big ass trophy that you get your name on on a plaque. So it's like a traveling trophy. It's not an individual one. But if you look at these new trophies, here's my biggest fucking beef. All right. So Michael mm-hmm. Jordan trophy. I'm all about it. MVP. Although you know, at some point. Someone's going to bitch up a storm. Probably, you know, Nick Wright saying it should be the LeBron trophy because he was better than Jordan. No, whatever. That's not true. If you look look at the pose of Michael Jordan, it's no pose I ever remember him playing or creating on the court. They actually had a graphic that showed a lot of great iconic Jordan moments flying through the air, legs spread, arms out. Yes, tongue uh, out. Tongue out, you know, split leg, sideways, dunking and everything. Like, they could have chosen from any one of a dozen. Instead, they just have him reaching up high with a basketball as if it was corporate sales award number six (laughs) in the catalog. And they go, yeah, we'll take that one. Come on, NBA, do better than that. Plus, the other trophies are like these, uh, they're like these crystal vases 
with yes. what looks like a gold figurine embedded inside the vase. So in other words, mm. you can't put flowers in these vases, but inside is a little gold figurine representing the players. I don't know, man. I don't know. Are you a trophy guy at all? Do you give a shit about what trophies look like in sports? You know, I, I do kind of care. I want them to. I want them to be super cool. Now, do you remember how greatest- bad the AFC NFC championship trophies used to be before they changed them? No, I don't okay, remember. Okay, you'd have to, to look, look like. that up. They used to look like giant ash trees. They would have a wooden base. <laughs> they would ha- look it up if you're at a computer. Look it up. Uh, they used to have a wooden base that was shaped like a football, but you couldn't see that when they were held in people's hands. So it just looked like a weird sort oh, yeah. of ashtray no, no, base. You're right. Yes, I do recognize this. And you're right. It does look like an ashtray. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. And it had like a little fake backdrop and it had the A or the N representing the conference. Well, they changed that to make them sort of hollow skeleton footballs yeah, that are made of silver. Yes. And I think those are better trophies. I, I, I like that. Now, clearly the best trophy in sports and it's oh, not close, is the Stanley Cup. Yes, the Stanley Cup won. I would argue the uh, I would argue that the uh, Lombardi is two for its clean, iconic look. I would say the World Cup is three, although the cu- World Cup trophy is small, and it's not a cup. It's a hunk of gold. Have you seen mm. it? Uh, no. Okay. I have not seen it, but I've got, I've got another one for you that I think you're going to love. Okay. Claret Jug. Claret Jug for the uh, British Open is good. It's great. You get you get your name. You know, it's got all the names of the winners that are etched on it forever. I love that part of it. John Vanderbilt. Remember when that, when uh, John Vanderbilt, they had to take his off. They had started etching his name onto it. Right. And they went, whoa, whoa, whoa. His name's halfway on the jug. And they had to somehow, and I don't know how you, un, how you <laughs> un-etch, un-etch it. something, but they somehow did. Yeah. It's a pretty good trophy right there. I know that a lot of fantasy leagues, since we're we gotta talk a little bit of fantasy here, how are you doing, by the way, in all your leagues? Of your leagues that you are in, how many potential championships will you maybe bring home in the next four one, weeks? I, realistically, one, two. I'm so I started in seven guillotine leagues. I got knocked out of two of them. I had gotten knocked out of three or four before this over the course of the season. Got knocked out of two. Last night, oh. when Ramondre Stevenson oh. went belly up in the after like the first drive, he got hurt. Came back for one more drive, got hurt, and that was the end of it. And that knocked me out of two. So I'm down to two two guillotine leagues left, including the whiskey league. I'm alive in that. Okay, I vowed to. I as you know, I have vowed to take Josh down. He's still alive. <laughs> He's still alive. Does he have Justin Jefferson? Uh, he does have Justin yeah. Jefferson. Yes, uh, that, he does, that explains a, a lot. That explains yeah. a lot right there. That is a problem right so, there. So how many, uh, just yeah, real quick, how many leagues, That's how many something. leagues were you in all, all kinds of formats? Uh, probably 13? 12, 13. Yes. Yeah, of the 12, how many championships do you think you have a chance at two, four, four? Okay. I got a, I got a, I got a shot at four. When it's, when the smoke clears how many do you think you'll have one or two two two, two. okay yeah. is that a good typically. is that a good year for you by the way two yeah, out of 12 know, two out of 12 yeah that's not bad i mean in theory i guess i i should do better than that if it's a 12 team league although these guillotine leagues are 18s which makes it harder um i think quite a bit harder but yeah that's it's i should probably do better but i think but most of the time i'm like two three you know as, as nimble as you can be as crafty as you are <laughs> 
And you should listen to Church's Fantasy Football Weekly uh, every week on uh, yeah, iTunes and, and, and on KFan. It's a great show. Um, it's a lot of luck. You know, Cooper Cup owners got fucked this year, right? No two ways yeah, about Ramondre it. Stevenson. I mean, you know, the biggest luck factor is the injuries, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's can't predict it. Charge, uh, gird yourself for the final four weeks for your Vikings. Could be a bumpy, bumpy landing, but I think it you'll might still be win a the bumpy division. landing. You'll still yep. win the division. You'll still get a home game, and then we'll see what mm-hmm. happens from there. All right, yep. buddy. Thank you, my friend. All right, talk to you later. My brother and I are now experts in the field. Yeah, eh? right. Because we're a band now. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so. except for him, I'm a band. Oh, how can you do that? Making me look bad. You're such a hose hand. Yeah. Well, take off. Take off. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.